What is going on, guys? It's Andrew Sutton. Another edition of the Boomtown Pod, all things MMA, of course, brought to you by the great mothership over at the Blue Collar Media Group. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network, our latest, greatest thing for you to check out, man, is absolutely amazing. And thanks to those guys for bringing us on and making us a part of their crew. And also, of course, Stellar Gear, stellargear.ca. Make sure to order offering curbside pickup off the website. They'll also do curbside for you because, let's face it, COVID, I mean, ah, there's been restrictions with things one location center mall in saskatoon now it's not your cookie cutter fashion store offering brands you don't see every day including tattooed inspired and hand-drawn graphic tees and hoodies supporting blue collar workers with the brand troll dirty hands clean money i'm sure you've heard of them skateboarding motocross and bike apparel with head rush sunglasses with oakley and ray-ban equipment and training wear by hayabusa fitting high-end denim and rock revival jeans and oh yeah up to 5xl in sweatpants tees hoodies shorts you name it they got it stellargear.ca of course it is so good to be back with you guys it's been a while since i've been able to record one uh lots going on in my world did some moving so that's why we've been a little mia when it comes to the podcast network but hey we're here and again i want to uh, make the announcement that we are part of the saskatchewan podcast network the family there is absolutely booming and growing saskatchewanpodcastnetwork.com means to check that out check them out on facebook as well tons of great content for you in there and uh you know what I wanted to take a little bit of time to just quickly reflect and say thank you for the support that we've had throughout the year so far, Uh, and of course throughout the podcast history. We're doing a lot of big things and having a lot of fun with things, and we'll get into a big announcement later on coming in the show, but let's get into it. The past few weeks, this is brought to you by Conexus. Does money spark joy in your life or cause you stress? If you said stress, you're probably not alone. For 42% of Canadians, their biggest stressor comes from money. At Connexus, they care about your financial well-being. Money doesn't have to be stressful, and Connexus is here to help. The Connexus Money Talk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events. Getting married, maybe you're buying a house, budgeting, saving, you name it. They got it covered at all and more. And did I mention it's free? Check it out today at ConnexusMoneyTalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress-free about your money. All right, this segment, like I said, is called The Past Few Weeks, so let's get into it, shall we? There's been some crazy news when it comes to the UFC and Cosmo Chiamov. Now, this guy obviously came out of the storm, came out of the gate, impressed everybody in the UFC, and honestly, impressed the hell out of me as well. Can't lie to you guys. He comes in and... and cleans up house in this first three fights and the hype train was for real and then there was the leon edwards fight that was booked and that has been scrapped three times now because cosmon himself has actually been fighting different forms of covid now he's had one strain the regular covid 19 then he had a subpar uh, strain of another form of covid so this guy has literally had this thing twice which holy hell batman that kind of sucks but nonetheless he is, uh, you know, gearing up for what was been another fight with Leon Edwards, and so the UFC had to book that and scrap that idea, and now they're looking forward to uh, the next potential fight with Cosmo. But then Cosmo drops a little bit of an Instagram post saying that, well, thanks for the run. I never got to the title. That's it for me. So everybody in the world was like, hey, Cosmo, what are you doing, buddy? Like, I don't, I feel like the hype train was for real. And I understand COVID is a very serious, a very serious illness. And so um, for me, personally speaking, I was like, hey, okay, all right. He's just trying to get better. Maybe this is, you know, affecting his training. And that's exactly what it came down to. And Dana White announced today that uh, if you're listening to this, this was announced on Tuesday that, hey, guess what? 
he's okay. He's just a little frustrated with how COVID has been handling uh, his health and how he's been able to train and stuff like that, but he has not retired. So there you go. Cosmont officially still in the UFC, which is very big news. The guy is, again, one of the biggest hype trains in UFC history. I mean, coming in, I, I've never seen somebody dominant and and so good. I mean, he outstruck his opponents 161-7. to seven. That's insane, folks. Those are crazy, crazy margins. Uh, and there's been some other news that's been going on, too, and I hope Cosmond has been doing okay. And uh, we all want to make sure that he is back and better than ever. Now, of course, we've had some UFC fight nights since the last time we did one. And uh, honestly, this was a really cool fight night the other night. Uh, Cyril Gein versus the one and only Mr. Rosenstrug. Now, when I came down to that fight, when it was announced, I thought Rosenstruck would have a really good chance at beating him in this fight. Uh, Cyril Gain, of course, a all-around kickboxer and jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's a specialist on the ground. So I kind of figured he would take him to the ground and have some fun with it. But uh, honestly, it was <laughs> basically everything. But I would say it was an anticipated matchup in the heavyweight division because, of course, you've got the second-seeded uh, Rosenstruck and you've got the eight-seeded Cyril Gain. And now Cyril Gain moves to six, Rosenstruck to four. And honestly, the heavyweight division kind of gets clustered as it was a fight that was supposed to prove maybe another number one contender. But honestly, we didn't get that. And that's okay. But at the end of the day, hopefully uh, the fight uh, produced some kind of energy for Cyril Gain, who ended up taking the fight in the five-round decision. Honestly, one of the most boring heavyweight fights I've ever watched in my life. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Nothing special going on. Rosenstruck just definitely got outclassed and uh, outworked from a guy who is definitely a grappler and a mixed martial arts specialist. Uh, and Rosenstruck just primarily a striker. I mean, that's, that's what his game is. But didn't look too good in that fight. Now. There has been obviously some really crazy things going down right before UFC 259. I'm going to break that down right now for you because we are going to have the whole card. This is insane, man. UFC 259 may be one of the craziest events that I have looked forward to in a little while. Now, we're going to break down each fighter and who's fighting in this card. So we got three title fights, right? UFC 259, this is the bread and butter so far to start off the year. And we've got some really great matchups when it comes to those title fights. Of course, we've got Israel Desanya and Jan Blachowicz, which is going to be a crazy fight. Israel moving up to light heavyweight after fighting at 185 this entire time. So this is going to be really cool to see, uh, especially when you're fighting at that 205 mark. So looking forward to seeing him jump up in weight class. I mean, Jan is lethal. So we'll see how that fight goes. I'm going to break down that fight in a bit. Amanda Nunes and Megan Anderson, the former Invicta FC women's champion, coming over to the UFC, uh, has had a pretty decent run. And Amanda Nunes, well, she is the GOAT of the women's division. And I'll break down some of her opponents in the beatdown she's laid as of late. And Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling, which might be the most intriguing matchup in the guys, two guys that I really don't know who, who's going to win this fight. Well, this card is stacked. Even the prelims are incredible. I wanted to break down the preliminary card just a little bit while I have you guys. Dominic Cruz and Casey Kenny. This is a very vocal fight for Dominic Cruz. He needs to win this fight to prove not only to, I think, himself, but to prove to Dana White and the UFC that, you know what, the regime of the older demographic that we've had before, um, that you've seen a lot of guys get put away lately of, you know, who are in their primes back in the early 2000s still exist. And I think Dominic Cruz wants that reputation to, you know, not go away and prove that he's still one of the hardest fighting bantamweights. I mean, we'll never forget the the absolute beatdown Cody Garbrandt gave him. But, I mean, and I thought that was where the window was, you know, or the torch, I guess, was being passed. 
And now we're looking at something a little bit different where Dominic Cruz is pretty much fighting for his career. He's a great analyst. So, you know, even when his career is up, he's probably going to get a broadcasting gig, which is going to be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to that. But Casey Kenny as well, uh, a bit of an interesting guy, uh, quite younger. He's 29 years old. Uh, you know, he's fighting out of uh, Tucson, Arizona. He's got a pretty, uh, pretty spectacular record, all things considered. Very quiet. Nathaniel Wood, he beat at UFC 254. Luis Smoka, who uh, was definitely favored in that fight by a lot. And Healy Altang as well on the uh, UFC on ESPN Home versus Aldana. Uh, man, he's, he's a very solid fighter overall. Again, coming in his last three fights with major wins. Uh, and again, Dominic Cruz coming off of uh, a couple of losses in a row, which... Um, you know, I'm sure have set heavy with him, but he's uh, let's let's admit that he has lost to probably two of the best in Henry Cejudo and Cody Garbrandt, but also beat you know a killer's list of people with Uriah Faber, T.J. Dillashaw, uh, Demetrius Johnson. You know, throw blemish on Johnson's record. Uriah Faber, Scott Jorgensen, Joseph Benavidez twice. Ian McCall. I mean, this again, this guy has beaten the who's who of uh, the MMA world when it comes to the bantamweight division, and has been doing it for a very long time. So this preliminary card. Uh, again, we got other fights. Uh, we got Song Yedong versus Kyler Phillips. We have Joseph Benavides versus Askar Askarov. Of course, we just mentioned Benavides before, just coming off of that flyaway title fight uh, and losing against, of course, Figueroa, who is just a beast. Uh, we got a flyaway matchup between Rodiro Bontorin and Kai Kara France. And then we have a women's strawweight fight between Livia Renati Sousa and Amanda Lemos. So, we shall see. That's a pretty great preliminary card. If you've got the chance to watch it, make sure to do so. But the main card, uh, one of the most stacked cards that I've seen in a very long time. We got kicking off the night. This is insane. A light heavyweight fight between Tiago Santos and Alexander Rakic, which is going to be um, a war, for a lack of a better term. If you've never seen any of these two guys fight, man, it is one of the best matchups I think the UFC could have made. Sean Shelby absolutely nailed this. Tiago Santos... Um, as we all know, has been um, kind of in the fold of the title hunt pretty much the entire time in his career. He is coming off of a loss to Glover Teixeira, uh, courtesy of a rear naked choke, which was absolutely amazing. Glover Teixeira has just been on a run. And then, of course, losing to John Jones by split decision, which I thought he had a really good outing. But before that, he did beat the guy who is now, of course, that champion in the division, Jan Blackwitz. He beat uh, Jimmy Manoa, Eric Anders, Kevin Holland. Uh, lost to David Branch, beat Anthony Smith, Jack Hermanson. You know, he's beaten quite a list of who's who. So it's going to be a very interesting fight for Tiago Santos, who, if he loses this, he's sitting at 37 years old, going to be on a three-fight losing streak. I mean, I think he can't afford to lose any more before uh, different organizations might be calling. <clears throat> Bellator seems to be the thing they like to do with older uh, UFC fighters. But Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rakic is going to be a great fight. Alexander Rakic just recently turning 29. He's just coming off of a win against Anthony Smith, where I thought he absolutely dominated the entire time. He did lose to Volkan Odzimir, but then again, be Jimmy, Jimmy Manoa and Devin Clark leading up to all of that. So uh, this will be an interesting fight. Rakic is uh, he's a big, heavy-handed guy. So is Diego Santos. And I can't believe that's the fight to kick us off. And then we're going to move into the lightweight division with Islam Makachev versus Drew Dober. Now, if you don't know who Drew Dober is, he's one of the, uh, I'd say he's probably one of the most 
uh, known mixed martial artists in that division. He just came off of a win against Alexander Hernandez, uh, Marco Polo Reyes as well. Uh, did lose to Daniel Dariush, who are sorry, Dariush, who's probably one of the better fighters in that division. So all things considered, he uh, he has been all right. Drew Dober is going to be a lot of fun to watch. He always brings a lot of punch, a lot of power. But Islam Makachev, man, is just a different freak. Uh, he trains, of course, with uh, Habib. His mixed martial arts record stands for itself. David Ramos, Armin Tesserkin, Cajun Johnson, Gleason Tebow, Nick Lentz, Chris Wade. This guy is on a six-fight win streak. So Islam Makachev trying to continue that and make himself into the top 10 fighter that we know that could potentially happen for him in the UFC. So very much looking forward to that fight. Now this is where it gets interesting because these next three fights, like I said, are all title fights. Now in the bantamweight division, Peter Yan, the champion, will be taking on Aljamain Sterling. Peter Yan, exceptional fighter. He is so strategic when it comes to how he proceeds himself, how he how his punches are. He's so precise with his kicking. Just overall a force to be reckoned with. And when I name you some of the people that this man has beaten in the last little while, you would be surprised. So, fighting John Dodson when Blackwoods did face Santos all of those fight nights ago. Beating Uriah Faber to an absolute pulp. He was insane. It was an honest beatdown at UFC 245. And then recently, of course, beating Jose Aldo for the title at UFC 251. Now, again, Peter Yan has faced some older competition. Aljamain Sterling is significantly younger than those guys and has earned his shot in my eyes. He is an incredible, incredible fighter. Uh, Beating Cody Stamen at UFC 228. Jimmy Rivera. Yes, uh, of course, UFC on ESPN, Nagano versus Val- or Velasquez. Pedro Munoz, who was an incredible fight, UFC 238 decision win, and then beating Corey Sandhagen. Rear naked submission choke at UFC 250, earning him that title fight against Peter Yan. Aljamain, funky, man. He is a lot of fun in the in the cage. He's a great fighter. His wrestling is probably um, one of the greatest assets that he has. He's able to take it down, and he is a force down there. And again, Peter Yan hasn't exactly faced that kind of high elite ground game that Aljamain Sterling has, so this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Moving into the women's featherweight division, we have Amanda Nunes, the GOAT, taking on Megan Anderson. Now, why do I call, uh, of course, Amanda Nunes the GOAT? Well, folks, (laughs) simple, because she's beaten everyone. It's been uh, a who's who of of wins. The last time she lost was against Kat Zagano. Get this, at UFC 178, she has beaten, and I will list the following names for you, Shayna Baszler who is the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion, Sarah McMahon, Valentina Shevchenko, Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, Shevchenko again, Raquel Pennington. The biggest matchup ever for her was Chris Cyborg. She sent Chris Cyborg to Bellator after the brutal beatdown she got. Holly Holm, Jermaine Durandame, and Felicia Spencer. That's just to name the most recent wins for her. She is an absolute unit, and Amanda Nunes has really made the face of women's MMA what it is. Now, of course, Ronda Rousey might, you know, if she ever listens to this, goes to me and goes, well, I put UFC on the map. And I would say that she did. But Amanda Nunes has made women's wrestling, and I would say women's MMA, at a very large forefront. So, uh, you know, this is a hard matchup to 
decide who's going to win this. Megan Anderson is a very game fighter as well, although her her record in the UFC has been kind of weird, to be honest with you. Uh, she came off a big title victory against Saskatchewan's own Charmaine Tweet at Invicta FC 21, where she did win the title. Then she came up to the UFC, lost her debut against Holly Holm, which tough debut, came back, beat Kat Zagano at UFC 232, then lost to Canadian Felicia Spencer uh, at UFC Fight Night, DeSantos versus Lee, and then, of course, beat Zara Farron Dos Santos at UFC 243 and Norma Dumont Viana at UFC Fight Night, Benavides versus Figueiredo. Now, this is uh, a different fight for Megan Anderson. Again, she is the former Invictus uh, champion. So, I mean, she's not a slouch to being in title fights. I'm thinking she's probably going to be ready. Her one asset that I think she has on Amanda Nunes is her lankiness. Uh, Amanda hasn't really fought a fighter that has the kind of, I guess, range that you say would Megan An- or Megan Anderson has. And uh, Megan is very elusive off of her back. So, if Amanda does try to take her down, I'd be very cautious to see what happens there because... Megan, as we've seen before in the UFC, is very good at, uh, you know, being on her back or even being in a submission or even being in the chance to get a submission victory. So there's that for you. And then we look at the light heavyweight matchup that I know that a lot of us are talking about. Jan Blockwitz, who's actually beaten pretty much everybody in this division, man. Uh, again, the only time he's really lost was Diego Santos, which, of course, wasn't that long ago. But beating Dominic Reyes, Corey Anderson, Jacques Ray Souza, and Luke Rockhold. So he's on a four-fight win streak, currently the champion, and he's facing a very game Israel Adesanya. So, uh, I mean, he's coming in and he, he just gave a recent interview. And I do believe he said that he thinks that he can come in at 190. Of course, 205 is the weight cut there. So, I mean, he might be a little bit light. Um, he was saying 193 is kind of his target weight that he's at right now. So, I guess we'll see you leading up to fight day where he's at. Uh, my guess is that he's going to reach 202 to 203, which is going to be pretty big for him. Um, I'm not sure. How much weight he's going to have to, you know, either bounce or lose or get used to the fighting in that division. But, uh, man, this guy, when it comes to the division he has fought, he has literally murked every single person in the middleweight division. I mean, you name it, he has literally beaten them. Paulo Costa, Yo Romero, Robert Whitaker, Kelvin Gaslam, Anderson Silva, Derek Brunson, Brad Tavares, Marvin Vittori, Robin Wilkinson. And that's just to name his UFC wins. The guy is literally sitting at a record. Mixed martial arts record is absolutely insane. 15 wins by knockout, 5 by decision. He's had a kickboxing record of a total of 80 fights. He's won 75 of those. I mean, the guy does not lose. Professional boxing as well. I mean, his total, 6 wins, or 6 fights, 5 wins, 1 knockout, only 1 loss. So, I mean, everything this guy has done has resulted in him being a champion, and at the age of 31, I think he's at the perfect prime of his career, where I do think he could make a run at this division, and again, he wants to face anybody. He said that straight up himself. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go through the picks here. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win um, with Tiago Santos and Alexander Rakic. I have a feeling that Santos, being embarrassed like he was, against Glover Teixeira is going to come out guns a-blazing and probably finish this fight somewhere in the second round. Islam Makachev versus Drew Dover. My uh, decision is going to be Islam Makachev. I think this one goes decision, three rounds, and then we get into our title fights. Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling. Uh, Peter Yan has beaten the murderer's row of who used to be, the formers in that division, and Aljamain Sterling's on his way up, and I think his ground game just gives him a little bit of an edge. So us here at Boomtown are going to go with Aljamain Sterling to win the bantamweight title when it comes 
comes to the women's featherweight, however, I think Amanda Nunes is going to walk away with this one, and I don't think it's actually going to be close. What am I saying? I don't even know. I think it's going to be an absolute beatdown. I like Megan Anderson, but uh, again, I don't think she's faced the competition, and when it comes to facing higher-up competition, Megan kind of collapses, so if there has been a kryptonite, it's been ranked fighters that are above her, so Amanda Nunes, I think, is going to win this, uh, and I think she probably wins it quite easily, to be 100% honest with you, and then Jan Blackwoods versus Israel Adesanya has been the toss-up that I've been going through for the last little while. It's been running through my head since I heard this matchup was being made. I do think, in the grand scheme of things, Jan has some very heavy mints, and I don't think I would be like completely shocked if he did pull this off, but Israel is in a weird class of his own with his karate. I mean, he's a black belt in it. His his all-around elusiveness is crazy. I don't know what the weight gain's going to be for him and if he's going to be able to fight, you know, maybe at 100% with the weight that he has picked up. So, ah, give me Israel Adesanya, and I think this one probably ends around the fourth round. Um, both guys have really not been contested when it comes to the chin. Jan, obviously, made with Tiago Santos and Israel with Robert Whitaker. Um, where he got absolutely beat up, but uh, again, didn't quit. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with your new light heavyweight champion will be Israel Adesanya, which would make him the champ champ, and it'd be the fifth fighter in UFC history to carry two belts simultaneously, of course, Conor McGregor and Daniel Cormier being the most recent. Uh, That's kind of my breakdown of UFC 259. Now, with that being said, do have an announcement here for you guys, as we had a great meeting and a great partnership now set up. With Baller's Rec Room in Regina, thanks to Kelly and the crew, we're going to be your official host for UFC 259 at Baller's. If you want to book your table, make sure to call into the building and do so immediately. Only a few tables uh, at this point when recording is Tuesday. This drops on Thursday, so who knows? Make sure to book your table with Kelly and the crew. Man, we got some great giveaways. Uh, Stellar Gear, like we talked about earlier in the show, one of our f- fantastic sponsors, uh, has a fantastic troll clothing giveaway. And it's it's a very cool prize pack of a hat saying support blue collar and a t-shirt that says the exact same thing. So that could be yours. All you have to do is like Stellar Gear on Facebook and the Boomtown Pod as well. And then, of course, we have some great giveaways of the night of, courtesy of the Blue Collar Media Group. We have a $50 UFC online gift card that you can win by being there. Not going to tell you how to do it yet. Definitely just have to be at Ballers that night for your chance at winning. And then, of course... Ballers is also throwing out a couple of gift cards as well, and uh, that will be announced during that, and we are your official host for UFC 259, and we will also be your uh, official hosts for any major event, whether that includes big UFC title fights, maybe it's a big name that's coming up, or maybe it's a boxing match that everybody wants to watch, your home Right here for MMA Unboxing, Boomtown Pod will be your official host. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, Ballers Rec Room in Regina. Please support local folks. And I mean, it's a pandemic, and we've been stressing this enough as we have been for the past year. Supporting local goes a very long way. And with limited capacity, you kind of want to give them a call and get booked in. And like I said, Kelly, Amanda, and crew are there to answer the phones and help you get situated. And uh, we definitely hope that we see you guys there. That's what I got for you this week on the Boomtown Pod. Of course, all things MMA, part of the Blue Collar Media Group. And of course, thank you to Stellar Gear and the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Check us out on there.